So we are here once again for the final episode of our Rebels Reviewed. We're not tackling a season. We are, in fact, talking about the connective tissue between Rebels and Ahsoka to some degree. So we will be speaking about the Ahsoka trailer or trailers. Um, and we're also going to be doing a recap of Rebels, talking about what Megan thinks because she is joining us. Um, and yeah, just go from there. So starting off, Math, how are you doing, good sir? And you're... You with Ahsoka is a different experience to myself, Megan, and Dave, because with the Ahsoka show being announced, that was kind of a, a catalyst almost for you watching Rebels, or it just kind of coincided at a similar time. Whereas the rest of us have all watched uh, Rebels and Clone Wars before Ahsoka came out. So what have you kind of thought when you saw the Ahsoka trailer, like general feelings of the show before we delve into all the other uh, specific details? I think I fluked it because <laughs> it just all seemed to hit really well. And, you know, I, I've been really fortunate how this has gone. Now, Ahsoka, I've seen her in Mandalore, uh, Mandalorian, uh, is she in Book of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, briefly than that. Um, so I've seen her. I am aware of her. I've seen little bits from clips of Clone Wars, but I've not actually seen Clone Wars. And obviously Rebels. So... Kind of exciting because I, I don't really have an idea who she actually is. I know she was Anakin's um, Padawan, uh, but then it's like when she mentioned that she's not a Jedi, it's like, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. But she looks badass. I mean, in, in, in the cartoon, she's fantastic. And, you know, uh, live action, again, it just as good. So it's, it's exciting to see what we're going to get and. Probably as pumped as this as I have been for Mandalore. Mm. Um, any of the, you know, the Disney Marvel stuff's been a bit hit or miss, but the Star Wars stuff, they seem to be, you know, just getting it right at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Apart from Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be inclined to uh, agree uh, t- to a degree, I'd say a small amount. But yeah, what you've said there is is really interesting. So we'll move on to Dave, because Dave has known about Ahsoka for a lot longer. He's experienced the Clone Wars, and I will give a very, very, very brief Clone Wars recap without any uh, spoilers for Math um, afterwards. But Dave, what what's your relationship with Ahsoka, and when did you, how did you feel about the live-action series coming out? Well, I was first exposed to her in the Clone Wars movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my opinion was not that high favorite. to start off with it's it's rubbish isn't it i mean it's really yeah. really bad where <laughs> what, what annoys me stinky what annoys me the most about that <laughs> film is that mike made me watch it so that we could watch the clone war series and then when he recommended the clone war series to people he told them not to watch the film <laughs> but he made me watch it and it was awful <laughs> It's because Mike is a completionist, and so he needs you to to be on that journey with him. But, but yeah, I didn't it, even it watch all of the episodes of the first series of the Clone Wars. That is true. He oh, really? watched the film, and then I didn't even watch all of the episodes because I said if you hated the film that much, the first season is also Fuming. hard to watch at places. Yeah, I mean um, to be fair, I, I think there was a big gap because I, I independently of speaking to you, Mike, I'd watched this. You know, I'd. I'd sort of caught a buzz, you know, about Clone Wars. And I thought, right, well, uh, let's see what this is all about. Holy shit, this is rubbish. I mean, (laughs) it was just so, so childish. And I just, she was the point of view character, but because it was so childish, I, I just couldn't get into it. It's like watching one of the Barbie cartoons or something like that, or Trolls or Brats or, or something like that. It just didn't appeal to me whatsoever. 
and then it was only through speaking to you i was like all right okay well let's let's give it a go and you you give me the selection you gave me the you know the buffet approach to just do the bit of this bit of that but but i'm a bit of a completionist as well so i'm like no i'm gonna start episode one season one and i'll see how it goes and and i think for me i think the earlier seasons are are a bit better than sometimes you you portray. I, I still maintain that some of the stuff in four, with how the clones were just these disposable soldiers and were treated fairly horribly. I, I think for me that hit home uh, as much as any uh, of the later seasons. So oh, I think season four is top tier. It's just yeah one for me. It's, it's yeah, yeah. season, but I think it generally gets better. But there are definitely peaks from season two, three onwards. There are some really high points, but uh, yeah, quality I itself. I also think that maybe because my expectations were so low, hmm. like I really fucking hated that that Clone Wars movie. <laughs> I just and and I'm thinking, all right, well, Mike says it's good or it gets good, so I'll give it a go. And I think because of that, because my rock bottom expectations, I was like. You know, I mean, straight away from the first episode, it's better than the movie. Yeah, so it's like, all exactly. oh, right, okay, uh, we can get into this. Yeah, and then a few episodes in, there's a couple of like, there's an episode in season one of the Clone Wars, which I think is actually probably one of the best standalone episodes in the whole of Clone Wars, and it's the yeah. fifth episode, and you're like, oh, and then it just it's so up and down. But we'll yeah. get onto that when we have it next year, likely do our big old Clone Wars watch, which is probably what we're going to end up doing. Yeah. Uh, Megan won't be involved in as much as that. It will probably be the kind of thing where she'll she'll be falling It'll asleep. It'll be the nighttime show, and then on the, the certain episodes <laughs> that are like the highlights, uh, there'll be one or two where Megan will be. Like, oh, I'll watch that one. I'll, I'll I'll check out that one. Mm. But I won't speak about those for math's sake. Uh, but Megan, hello, Ahsoka. So, um, what did you? Because your Star Wars journey has has been odd because. Um, well, why don't you tell people about your relationship with Star Wars a little bit just because you haven't watched the films in a way that most people would it's kind of been through me that you've got the full picture of what most people have seen of Star Wars you know yeah. movies and stuff so before I met Mike I had seen the originals and I'd seen episode one I'd seen Rogue One and I'd seen The Last Jedi <laughs> So I had not Force Awakens. She saw the, the last Force Jedi, not Force Awakens. But it takes place hours afterwards. <laughs> you must have been so confused. I, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> the the films do take a jump, don't they? You know, that, from, they use the crawl. Yeah, but, they all do. Last Jedi yeah. is the smallest jump of any of the films. You know, episode one to two is like ten years, and there's it's yeah. five or ten years a lot of the time. Even in the originals, it's one or three years. But in that, it's like yeah, maybe maybe a day, <laughs> and you're like what? Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I was very confused when I watched The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to spoil the films here, aren't I? You, you could spoil everything okay. apart from Clone apart Wars, from Clone Wars. So, yeah, I, I didn't know that Han Solo died when Mike and I watched it. I, I had no clue because I hadn't seen The Force Awakens. I'd only seen The Last Jedi and they don't really reference it. There's one line about it. And obviously I don't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't remember the movie. So when Han mm. Solo died, I was absolutely in pieces So I didn't realise that he died. I realised it like partway through, I think after we watched Solo, I realised, she was like, I was eating the sequel trilogy much. So I was like, yeah, he is. Yeah. And I was like, she doesn't know. Cause in the last, and I realised oh, in The Last Jedi, he just that, um, Luke goes, where's Han? And that's it. That's pretty much the only hint to it in Kylo Ren. Um, so yeah, I'd seen those films and then, yeah, then I watched everything yeah, with you. But the the, before meeting Mike, the film that I associated with being Star Wars was The Phantom Menace hmm. Um, hmm. because that's the one that I grew up watching. My brother had the 
computer game where you could pod race. Um, so like, I remember that. Um, but yeah, I don't really think I identify Star Wars so much with the Phantom Menace anymore. And then I showed you all the <laughs> Jar films. Jar Binks is not my first, first thought of character <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Darth Binkus. Yeah, I yeah. love me some Darth Binkus. You're so happy when you saw him at Star Wars <laughs> When I saw him at Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> it was the greatest moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so we watched, I showed you all the movies and mm-hmm. I kind of tested the water and I said, do you like these? And you're like, yeah, they are actually surprisingly quite good and things. And I was like, would you watch the series? And it was like, did I show you Rebels first? No, we watched the Clone Wars first. Okay, so we watched the movies and then the Clone Wars movie, which I actually did as well. I watched the Clone Wars movie at the cinema and I didn't watch the Clone Wars series until Rebels came out. So I myself didn't actually watch it when it came out. But what have you thought about Ahsoka as a character, both and like in all across it? Like, how do you, when someone says Ahsoka to you, what do you think? I like Ahsoka. She's cool. Cool, that's I have it. A, done. Thanks, guys. No. I, have a, I have her on my keys. Little Lego I've got the Lego, le- a little Lego Ahsoka on my, on my car key. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's cool. I like her. And what do you think about her, like, animation to live action? Like, did you like seeing her in Mando? Yeah, I did like seeing her in The Mandalorian. Um, I thought some of the, like, whole, like, talking through the mind, communicating with Grogu thing was a bit, like, iffy here and there. But, um, yeah, no, I like seeing her in live action. I think Rosario Dawson is a really good live action version of Ahsoka Tano, so. Mm-hmm. And did you remember liking her from the start of Clone Wars, or did it take a bit of time? I can't really remember. I'm pretty sure I've liked her throughout. Mm-hmm. She's my favourite in Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, I'm allowed to talk about this. You're allowed to talk about Rebels, yeah. When she sees... <laughs> I, I remember watching Rebels for the first time, and like continuously asking Mike whether we were going to get her and Anakin to see each other again. And I was like, I continue, obviously he's not Anakin, he's Darth Vader, but whatever. Like, um, I like continuously asked and Mike was like, well, just wait, just watch. Um, and then when it happened, I think it was, it was probably like one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars is seeing them get to fight each other again. And then when his like masks breaks, his mask breaks and there's like, oh, a, like a little glimmer of Anakin there. It's like, <laughs> peak it's great hearing Megan be so enthusiastic because a lot of people think I force all Star Wars onto Megan he's actually got like a knife underneath the table yeah <laughs> yeah it's um it's, it's Ahsoka is is a fantastic character um and so as, as a brief recap uh, for anyone who wants to check out some Ahsoka content who maybe like math really um there's lots of stuff online that says you can do it in chronological order, which you you can specifically, but really you just got to do bits and pieces. Clone Wars, all of it really in the movie, the movie first. As we've said here, it's not the best. We're going to be tackling it next year or maybe a bit before. We'll see. But we'll tackle the movie in its own right and we'll see if we can convince Megan to watch it. Like her, she refuses to, but see if we can convince her to watch it again. Just Wait, sorry, so what the movie? A legendary rant from you, like with Spider Man Three. It's, I was going to say Spider-Man 3. I mean, realistically, yeah. it's going to happen. I'm going to end up watching it again. But... I, I, I just like the fact that both Dave, a few weeks ago, kind of tried to push me into watching the movie. yeah, go watch the movie. And Mike's like, say, watch the movie. And then hearing your opinion of, don't watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm going to have to watch the movie. Yeah. But... It- I say to other people, if you start watching it and you can't stand it, then you you could skip it if you wanted to. With us, Math, we're going to pressure you and do a whole podcast on it, so you kind of can't. Um, and Megan will be devastated and never trust me again if she has to rewatch it and you don't. But for our yeah, listeners, I'll be fuming. For our <laughs> listeners, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it if you watch it. Yeah, that's we're in deal. it together. <laughs> <laughs> Shared trauma. Yeah. Um, Share screen. <laughs> but with it, I'd say. Um, 
like all jokes aside, it's not the worst thing in the entire world. It's just not that great. But in it, you get Ahsoka coming into Anakin's life and him taking on a Padawan in the way it shows in the film. He doesn't really want her to want him. He doesn't really want a Padawan, and that's basically just how it starts. And it's a it's a their first like mission together. And the Clone Wars is just them progressively growing together. And there's lots of different other people in it and stuff like that. And then it all crescendos. And this is said in uh, the Mandalorian. So this is not a, a spoiler for Clone Wars, but she's no longer a Jedi. She leaves the Order. She chooses to. Now, I won't say why, but I will say it's amazing. Like, the whole... The storytelling. It's got some Rebels vibes in the sense of it's just written so well. So, very excited to get to those parts when we do, whenever that happens. Um, But then there's the Tales of the Jedi mini um, episodes, which there's three for Ahsoka. There's one of her before. All of the Clone Wars, you see her, like, her family and the Togruta species. And then there's two more that are basically set during the Clone Wars, like, little uh, kind of parts there. Uh, well, one during the Clone Wars, one a little bit after the Clone Wars. There's the book by E.K. Johnston. That goes into detail a lot more of what she did after Clone Wars and before we see her in Rebels again. Um, and then we get Rebels, which obviously we've been speaking about all this time. And with her as well, there's barely any content outside of on screen. The book was only made because they thought that was when Clone Wars was cancelled. When people ask me, oh, there's some Ahsoka comics or things like that, there really aren't any. I think she appears in like two or three in like one or two panels, but there were really, there's no comics of Ahsoka aside from the Ahsoka novel, which was, as I said, made of um, part of it in little flashbacks. It's part of the end of Clone Wars Series 7, which never, got, they didn't think at the time was going to happen. So there's not, it's not actually that much. It's just how much you want to watch of the Clone Wars is really my thing. And if they're listening to this, they should have seen Rebels by now because I'd be surprised if them listening to a Rebels podcast and us describing all <laughs> if they haven't listened to other four. So go listen to those. So I, I know I've said it before, but this is more to math and if anyone's not seen Clone Wars as well. Um, for me, Clone Wars does make the prequels better. Hmm. So someone who loved that original trilogy and then was, uh, I had a weird journey with the the prequels because I, I kind of convinced myself that I liked like each one as I was watching it. And then as time went off, it kind of tapered off. And especially with Phantom Menace, I was like, God, that was really shit. And that fucking Jar Jar Binks is a nightmare. But um, Clone Wars makes that better. But what I love about Clone Wars is that it is... a is almost Ahsoka's journey, you know, so it, it makes Anakin's story more compelling. But you see her from a, a very young Padawan and she's got these childish traits, you know, because she is young, she's, she's a child and she's kind of questioning. And like I say, she's the point of view. But as each season goes by, she does get more mature and not only just naturally through growing up, but because she's in this war. You know, she's battle hardened as well. And, you know, the things she's experienced, the things she's seen, you really see a change as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting because obviously without seeing any of it, I actually thought when if someone says, tell me what you think Clone Wars is, I thought it was Anakin and um, Obi-Wan kind of series. And then to hear that Ahsoka is a lot more part of it, it, to be fair, it sounds a bit like, Ezra and Kanan, mm-hmm. kind of their story, to be fair, done over eight seasons. Um, so it, it's it's now getting to the point where I'm actually more excited to watch it. And mm-hmm. that I, know the, I know the movie's a little bit off-putting, but the rest of it, it does actually sound not what I expected. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it is also set up in a different way to Rebels. It's in arcs. So every sometimes there's a one-off episode that's just one battle in this whole war. Sometimes it's just a yeah, mission or things like that. And other times it's three or four episodes that all combine together to make things. And it's just, it's done in a very different way. And there's certain episodes where there's none of the main characters in it. There's some that only focus on the the villains, the antagonists. One's about the droids. So it's very up and down. And it for the first season or two, it can't really find its footing. But... We'll get into that, because we are talking about Ahsoka. So if people are ready, we're going to watch the uh, trailer for Ahsoka, and I'll put it in the... Um, I'll make us watch it, share screen, but I have a suspicion, only now thinking about it, that it, the video might get pulled, because people never show the entire video in full, do they? So I'm, I'm realising now, I think... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If that happens on YouTube, yeah. I'll just edit around it. So we'll just yeah. see about that. Um yeah, and I'll edit or, it as well. Just pause the, pause the video, mm. go watch the trailer, and then come back to the video. <laughs> we'll, yeah. see. we'll see what we can do. Um, but we'll watch the trailer, and then we'll just give our thoughts about it. So uh, here it is with the... It's the main trailer as well, guys. There's th- like three Ahsoka trailers. It's just the official trailer. It's not the one which is the teaser or any of the other further mini ones either. So here we go. War is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn? Power, such as you've never dreamed. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him, just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. As a Jedi, sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through. Nice haircut. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. Buckle up. If we don't stop Thrawn, Everything will be in vain. You have no power. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. There we go. Oh, it looks good, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does look it really does. good. It does. Every time I see that trailer, it's like, ah, oh, it's even better than I remember it. it um, there's little bits that I kind of think, oh, actually, that's not who I... If, if What were we going to talk about? It's like, yeah, I thought it was, that was AP5, but it's not. No. And that, because that's... Um, is it Hung? 
Hung Kang. Hu Yang. Professor Hu Yang. So maybe maybe people going, yeah, he's in Clone Wars. I ain't seen it, so give me a chance. He, he is in Clone Wars. <laughs> right, and, there we go. Um, yeah, it'll because it'll probably announce this in the Ahsoka trailer before we, before we get to watch all of Clone Wars. It'll mention it. So he's just he's a really old robot who helps Jedi make their lightsabers. And he's voiced oh, by right. David Tennant. David Tennant, yes. So he is he's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely absolutely love that character. But yeah, the, the trailer. So Megan, I'll ask you first, um, because I imagine you'll have the least to say about it <laughs> about it. Um that's probably the second or third time we've seen that trailer now. So how how does that make you feel about Ahsoka? Because you don't get as excited about the Star Wars or the Marvel shows as much as I do. Um, so no, because there's too many of them. Yeah, you're quite excited about Mando because of Grogu primarily. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm literally wearing a Grogu t-shirt uh, oh, at the moment. There it is. <laughs> it says "Choose your own path," and it's got a little Grogu, and it's nice tie-dye. People should watch the video uh, version of this, by the way. But the Ahsoka trailer, what do you kind of think about it? And are you more excited for Ahsoka than other shows? That's like- the first time that I got like tingles of like, ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to watching that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, could, like, <laughs> like, what, what about like what do you want from it almost like what, what about it i want to see ezra i yeah. want to know what's happened to ezra um i'm hoping that he's alive mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he um, i hope he is he must be um <laughs> i'll be fuming if he ain't um yeah i want to see that and i want to know more about like the fact that sabine's called ahsoka her master mm-hmm. um i want to know i hope they have like flashbacks as to like what went on there mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't really know what else. Well, that's good. That's a good place to start with. And you? at this point, is Hera's son born? Yeah, we saw that at the end of Rebels. So the general timeline. I want to see the. Bo- I want to see the son, Jason Sindula. Yeah, so I want to see the baby. In Legends, Jason Solo was basically who Kylo Ren is in the in the canon trilogy. So the son of Leia and um, Han, and Jason Solo was a twin to Jaina Solo, and it's mentioned in the Air to the Empire trilogy, which I've recently finished. Um, so I think Jason Sindula is quite a heavy nod there to Rebels. Uh, to Rebels to uh, Legends and with the the timeline of it so Rebels season 4 finishes within a year or so of Rogue One slash A New Hope and that's one BBY before the Battle of Yavin so the Battle of Yavin New Hope when they blow up the Death Star that's kind of the zero for the outside of universe kind of measuring system of the timeline and so Return of the Jedi is about four years after that. And then the Mandoverse is around five years after that. So it's about nine years after um, A New Hope and stuff. So it's probably about 10 years since Rebels, as far as we know. You know, there's probably going to be a lot of jumping around with the Ahsoka. There's going to be flashbacks and forward and things. There's the part of the end of Rebels which got Sabine at the wall and things with Ahsoka, and we saw that in the trailer just then. And at Star Wars Celebration, well, the start of the... the trailer is like the end of Rebels. Exactly. So, and that's meant to be after return of the jedi as well so there's going to be uh bits that go forward and backwards and things so it's, it is going to be interesting to see where that kind of uh, falls into it but you mentioned there about sabine and master and mm. about that kind of force thing so i have a theory uh which may be that it's a red herring that maybe she's calling her master more as a kind of sarcasm yeah that kind of thing because you know trying to fight ezra maybe she's too hard on um, her something like that it could be forcibility i'm not sure you know and she's she holding... fighting with a lightsaber but then obviously she got the dark saber so it doesn't she knows how to yield us a lightsaber even if she isn't force sensitive yeah or she could be force sensitive and be more like a guardian of the will who kind of like a donnie yen as a chirrut in way in rogue one you know someone who clearly has a connection I to the, the force. force and the forces with me yeah exactly i love how uh, megan's like spitting these <laughs> star wars facts and 
in <laughs> quotes and stuff and dragged along this Star Wars journey. This is what's become of me. Honestly, sometimes kids at work are talking about Star Wars and I'm like, well, that's incorrect, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, there's a comic about that. Yeah. Like, kids will be like, I know more facts than you do. And I'm like, no, you don't. I'm really sorry, but you don't. Have you watched Rebels? Yeah. They were like, one of them was like, yeah, well, my favourite character is Jar Jar Binks. And I'm like, first of all okay but secondly <laughs> my fiance has a head of jar jar binks in his <laughs> office so don't even come at me yeah in See, fact, my response would be go in the corner yeah. and think about what you've done look at that monster oh my word yeah. is that something you can wear no 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 it's it's something my friend alex got me it was um so they did a promotional thing outside of i think it was, it was burger like burger kings, kings. A, a life-size Jar Jar Binks, right? And it, the the skin of it is like a rubber it's like made thing. out of rubber. Yeah, it was like a promotional statue of mm. sorts that they had during the Phantom Menace outside of Burger Kings, and it was yeah life size, and that's the head. Um, and <laughs> it's like the, you've killed him. Yeah, and it yeah. got <laughs> stuck him on the wall as a it trophy. Got, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to him. It got destroyed, apart from the head, and the guy who worked at Burger King kept it for his son, and his son's now going to uni, and then he put it on eBay, and Alex bought it for Mike. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so Jar Jar that's been through the war um, and things. But fans will be maybe happy to know that Jar Jar did live through the Galactic Civil War. He's alive and well You'll in You'll see Aftermath. him in a couple of episodes of The Clone Wars. Be, I mean, yeah, yeah, you get those episodes of The Clone Wars, math, and there's a couple that are awesome. not too bad, and there's a couple that are... Atrocious. ...episodes... Uh, are a bit rough to watch it's like hey I've kind of had enough of Jar Jar well, how about him in animation it's like oh oh goody what about some of my favourite characters to bounce off him it's just him oh god <laughs> there's one there's uh, one where he's with Mace Windu that's quite cool but mm. there's a few that he's not wow um, for, hopefully Jar Jar really selling it <laughs> actually I think if Jar Jar showed up in Ahsoka I'd actually love that it would crack me up you know it would actually that would make me laugh a lot if it's just a little one line of dialogue from him that's all I'd want that would be... What happens if it was Darth Pinkers? What happens if they did that? Play? Fuck it, we're going to do it. Darth Pinkers, here you go. You've been asking for it. <laughs> He's the big this bad. He's the oh big my bad. God, I'd be so happy. You'd love it, wouldn't you? <laughs> if I saw Darth Pinkers, if that came to life, I would be ecstatic. And if if you went from the high-pitched voice of, Mr. gonna die, and then he just kind of went all sick. And that, yeah. yeah, and that, and you know, in fact, or, or even if um, like Bale and Scott, he just pulls the head off and there's, you know, Jar Jar underneath it, <laughs> and it was palps all along. Oh God! <laughs> no more of that. Thank you very much. Um, See, I, I don't need Darth Binkus. I, I think a battle-hardened, cynical, like like what they did to Luke. <laughs> you know, they they took this this farm boy and and then you know in in. Uh, Last Jedi, they they made him all cynical and everything. If they did that to to Jar Jar Binks, and he's just like uh, just trying to get by day by day, <laughs> you know, in a bottle of toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> it's when he turns up and he's putting the cab on like Commando. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> didn't you smell him coming down wind? You know that kind of thing. It just it makes me people think with of... a Rambo knife. <laughs> it makes me... is it Cad Bane? Yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Cad Bane. Oh yeah, from... yeah is he yeah. the one with the hat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in, yeah. He's in Book of Boba Fett math, but he's also in Clone Wars. Play a drinking game where you listen to all the episodes of Rebels reviewed, yeah. and there's I can't believe I remembered his name. 
You you do very well at this, and we get to watch I them all again. Told to you, to... no more than most. Mm, you do, <laughs> um, but Sabine. So myself and Megan gave our thoughts on that. Let's go to Math first. What did you think of Sabine uh, in the trailer? What do you kind of want from her as a character? And then we'll go on to Dave's thoughts. Um, I the fact that she, she's got obviously there's been a bit of time she's grown her hair out. She's obviously changed from where we ended with Rebels. Um, something's. She's obviously. It looks like she's been called upon, so she's going back to how she was. <laughs> you mentioned about Ezra. I, I, I know we've seen him in the little video, um, and which is from Rebels. I think that's all we're going to see. I do. I'm not sure whether they're going to say that he's dead, because I think they want to keep that kind of open all the time, but. Mm. They, I don't think we'll see anything else. Maybe, maybe kind of the final episode, a little snippet of him. But I, I, I feel if you bring Ezra in it, they might as well not be calling it a show because they might as well mm. call it Rebels live action. Yeah, that's true. It, it, you know, you've got too many of the Rebels in there. Um, but I mean, Sabine. I again, like you said, I think she's being sarcastic. You know, calling Ahsoka master. Kanan, for all his flaws, I think he would have sensed, and also Yoda was around at, at times as well, someone would have sensed something with Serene. I, 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 I don't think she would have been able to hide it. Unless it's more of a Princess Leia kind of thing, maybe, but I I don't think she's got force powers. I think she would just be sarcastic to cut the... The clip, so it's like the bit when she's holding her hand out um, against uh, Shin. And again, in, but you do that if you fall up floor, you put your hand up as if it don't hit me kind of thing. I think it's just cleverly edited mm. so that people, which annoys me a bit because we had this with uh, John Boyega's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Finn. Finn. And then they hinted at like he'd have this big storyline and then just. Yeah fizzled out to nothing yeah it, it was just such a big thing of hey we could have another jedi and it turned out obviously we, we got we got ray instead which we kind of i think we knew that were going to come but I, I did feel that they do do this and they kind of tease us we, we're going to get a new kind of jedi this is something and then we don't have it so yeah i don't, I don't think she's going to be forcing at all mm-hmm. that's interesting dave what are your kind of thoughts on uh, sabine and ezra by proxy so I'll I'll tackle the last one first. Mm-hmm. So Ezra, I I think I'm with Math on that one. I think he might appear like in the last scene or something of, se- of season one, and it's like holy shit, he's alive because well, Thrawn's <laughs> alive. We know that, all looking like Data from Star Trek, and uh, you know, so so I do think he. It's going to be a quest, isn't it? That's the type of story this is. It's a quest, and they're they're going to find something. Um, but we we've seen nothing, and and I think they've got plenty to do to introduce all of these new characters because mm. they. I think they've got to edge their bets. Most of the people they're going to want to watch this probably haven't watched Rebels. Yeah. So they're going to have to introduce these for a new audience. They're also going to have to give us something you know the people who've watched rebels something back as well drop some lines or say some things that refer back to things that happened in the past but yeah i i'm hoping whether it's ahsoka season two or something else that spins off 
I, I'm hoping we see Ezra kind of at the end, but that that's kind of the end of the quest uh, for the season. For Sabine, uh, I'm I, probably not with Math there. I, I think she is going to be force sensitive, right? Now, bearing in mind, Rebels is a cartoon, mm-hmm. and we talked about this when we went through the season or the seasons. It flip flops between sometimes being really quite kiddish and quite childish to, you know, talking about mass genocide and, you know, really (laughs) deep political themes. And it's like, wow, there's no middle ground, you you know, you kind of one or the other. So the fact that Sabine mastered the Darksaber within an episode. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you could either say, well, that's because, you know, it's a cartoon. And so, you know, you, you had to have the payoff within that episode. But with other things, they didn't. They took a long time. You know, we we all uh, shed a tear, didn't we, when Kanan, uh, you know, expired, you know, in that episode. And, and oh. uh, <laughs> I had to watch that episode you know, when I had a cold as well and I couldn't breathe. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was horrendous, but but the build up to that was almost from the end of season two when he lost his his eyesight, and so you know he, he'd been building to that moment. So I think Sabine will prove to be force sensitive, um, but she'll be a, a difficult kind of um, padawan, I, I think. So I, I don't think it's just sarcasm for me. And I, I, I said it at the season four review. I think she's a fantastic character. Absolutely love her. Possibly, I think for me, possibly even more than Ahsoka. And I, I couldn't really explain why that is. Um, I don't think she had quite the arc that Ahsoka did in Clone Wars, where she goes from, you know, child almost to, you know, someone who, who you know a young adult ready to take on the world um but yeah really interesting and and i used to love boba fett as well you know just the intrigue of him the look of him and everything so probably i've got that bias as well <laughs> well it's, it's something with uh with sabine like she's she's very intelligent she's obviously mandalorian as well and she is if she is a jedi my thing is maybe not that i don't think she'll be a jedi but maybe i don't want her to be a jedi because I feel like when you get to Rise of Sky, the sequel trilogy, you know, Luke says you'll be the last Jedi, you know, so we're like, well, Ahsoka kind of gets a pass because she doesn't class herself as a Jedi. That's fine. Maybe Sabine will do the same thing and she'll be like a force sensitive in the universe. Maybe she won't even use a lightsaber at all. Maybe she'll just have another, she'll uh, use another weapon. She'll just use Ezra's Mm. until she gets back to him and she'll make something else. Like the Beskar staff that um, that Mando has, something like that Mm. perhaps. So, and then my issue is as well with Ezra is, yeah, I think he won't show up till right near the end, confirm what you guys have said. I think it'll be a very small amount because in theory, he can only really show up once Thrawn shows up. So they're going to have to be connected in some way. And I think that's going to be the big tease, sort of the big end to probably prop up the movie that Dave Filoni is going to be making. But I just, I don't want, I don't want all my characters to all just die before. Cause if Ezra, like Ezra's probably not going to survive to the sequels. He's probably going to sacrifice himself in the upcoming movie that's going to happen. That's my theory. As Ahsoka might as well, we don't know. But if then Sabine is a Jedi and she's not around, like if she was just, I suppose, on the ship of the ghost that we saw at the Rise of Skywalker, maybe, but I just don't want all my favorite characters to all be like gone. 
Yeah, I don't think Sabine will be a Jedi. Hmm. I think she'll be like Donnie Yen's character. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I've oh, forgotten yeah. it already, but him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I could possibly buy that. I mean, you know, you, you Ahsoka's not a Jedi. Hmm. You know, so I, I suppose there will be people out there who are force sensitive who just you know. They're not Jedi's. They haven't been fully. I mean, you, you look at uh, Cal Kestin, You know, he never finished his training. He's out there in the world. You know, that I suppose. I think we said in one of them, there's about a hundred of them left. Hmm. And that, well, they could. So, they could be a hundred. The, the, the yeah. math we used was if ninety nine percent of all Jedi were killed in Order sixty six, and there were ten thousand, they could be about a hundred. We know in the Vader comics, oh. another ten, fifteen were killed easy, plus another maybe fifteen, twenty that were turned into Inquisitors, but you've still got quite a few unaccounted for there, even with the ones we know of. Yeah, but I mean, you know, teenage boys and girls go out there and they have sex, they're, you know, they have kids, there'll be more. Mm-hmm. And that. So well, it, it you got could... the, the uh, broom Jedi kid, haven't you, oh, yeah, at the end Last of Jedi. Last Jedi. I mean, that almost opened it up then, didn't it? That changed the whole thing where... So to me, Jedi is, is a bit of a religion. It's mm-hmm. a way of life. But that's not mutually exclusive to being force sensitive, mm-hmm. you know. True. So that that's kind of where I think Sabine will sit. She won't adopt, and don't forget, you know, Grogu. He's he's going to be like partially Jedi, partially Mandalorian. I think Grogu and Sabine's storylines might converge here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've not thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of thought Sabine would become, if if you make her a Jedi, she comes a bit overpowered. If she's in, you know, Mandalorian armor, you know, lightsaber, force powers, that's quite hard to take down, really. I mean, but like in the trailer, it's like when, um, uh, Bay, is it Bay? Balen Scott. Balen, when he says, We are no Jedi. Now, they've got red lightsabers, so everyone goes, Sif. But Technically, they're blood orange, according to the <laughs> creators. According to the creators, it's a new lightsaber color they've created. Oh my god! If you right. can create a new lightsaber, like at least make it slightly different. Blood orange, it is. If it's you like look basically at it, it's not the same red. color. That's ridiculous. So that's. I think that's kind of their way of getting out. There are of other it. colors Fair that enough. are sinister. <laughs> yeah, but it's quite an easy one because the. Th- uh, sorry, Math. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I, I mean. I, swear, I mean, they did bring in a new lightsaber colour per Mace window, so, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, but you're right, it's so very close to being red. Yeah. But again, we, we think safe, but that, again, don't mean to say they are safe. Maybe, maybe they are just force-sensitive people that have joined together that haven't had that training, so it's very kind of loose and raw, and who knows where they're going. Let's well, try and get all the power. In the trailer... One of my favourite parts of the trailer, actually, is um, when Balan Skull is seemingly facing off against um, Ahsoka, he says, Anakin spoke highly of you. Mm. He mentions Anakin, and you hear the Darth Vader breath happen. So he, that is heavily, heavily insinuating that he was a Jedi. That that if he's got a lightsaber and he's very, you use the Force and he knows Anakin, he was probably a Jedi of some sort. Maybe we're going to find that he's a Jedi who is in the Clone Wars that we never found out the fate of. I can't think of who, but it might have been like a background character. But what, what did you kind of think, Megan, of the baddies? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, no, sorry, can I just ask? Now, we know Vader is Anakin. Yeah. And, but how many people actually <coughs> knew that Anakin was Vader? Not many. 
Mm-hmm. So Yoda, Bail Organa, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I think Owen and Baru knew. Yeah, and that's that's and pretty much Ahsoka, it. Isn't it? Yeah, that's well, and then and then Ahsoka. Well, and yeah, I'm Palpatine, but then Ahsoka finds a, like like a handful of people. Thrawn knows, but he so, figures out himself. Balin wouldn't know that Vader is Anakin then. Not as far as we know. The so, Inquisitors aren't told that right. it. If if he ever, I'm not saying he was an Inquisitor, but if he was an Inquisitor, mm. and then, um, Jawline, oh, what's his name, Tarkin, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind uh, of has a yeah, vague he idea. Figures it out as mm. well, yeah. But he, he's super smart. But he's never told. Mm. Yeah, but what do you think of like, um, like I mean, it's interesting thought of like how much does he know? Like, is he going to mention about? Vader and Anakin saying he knows about it, and then Ahsoka's going to get mad, beat him, and then we're going to get a flashback or, or or something of her finding out when it happened, or you know, what do you think, Megan, of the the antagonists in there, the blood orange lightsaber wielders? Do you care about the antagonists in this show, or if not, are you just want to kind of further the, the whole story of this? I'm intrigued by them. I didn't necessarily think that they were Sith because obviously you can only have two Sith at a time, <laughs> so um, they're obviously baddies because it's. Not red, it's blood orange. <laughs> but um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see different baddies, but I, I feel like quite a lot of the baddies that we've had in live action have not been that great. They've mm. kind of been like meh. A lot of them I've found. So I hope these ones are good. Because you don't like Kylo Ren, do you? Uh, I just oh, he just has the he just has the classic thing that they all have is that they're whiny little bitches, and I can't be bothered <laughs> with it. Like. Anakin's a whiny little bitch. Luke's a whiny little bitch, and so is Kylo Ren. Like it's the, it's the Skywalker trait. Um, Apart from Ray, Ray oddly enough doesn't have the another. Yeah, but I, I don't like Ray. I don't like Ray anyway. Yeah, but for a different reason. <laughs> I just don't but, like. Ray's Palpatine, isn't she? She's not a Skywalker. No, yeah, she takes on the she name takes of on the name so of Skywalker. Name legally, enough. respect. Uh, maybe, maybe then she'll turn into a whiny little bitch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but, maybe but, you see, Ezra. He's a little bit that to start with, but he doesn't turn out to be that way. He kind of, he, what's the word? He, he accepts the responsibility and that he gets to the point where he's like, I, I know what I have to do. We, we, we see that struggle and it's different because we go through that with him. Whereas Luke, you know, one minute he's playing with little spaceships and playing on the farm. And then the next thing you know, he's this weird old guy's taking him onto the spaceship. He's going to get killed. <laughs> he mourns much more than his aunt, yeah. and, un- uh, aunt and uncle who raised him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, they're dead. Oh, I can't believe Ben's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like not even minutes of mourning. And then yeah. With Obi-Wan Ben, it's like, I can't believe Ben's gone. And Leia's like, it's okay. It's like, she's just had our planet destroyed and everyone she's like basically ever known gone. And she's like, Luke, it's okay. This old man that abducted you and helped yeah. you some stuff for a few yeah. hours, he maybe was, a few days. He was 75, but he was a young 75, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Dave, what did you um, think of... The antagonists in this trailer with their, their lightsabers and stuff. You know, since I would say the 2010s were the time when uh, big studios discovered this formula where they could keep franchises going by giving us something new, but dropping things that gave you a nostalgia kick as well. So when he drops that line about not being a Jedi, you can almost hear Palpatine go, he's no Jedi. 
you know, it's almost, you know, there's echoes of that. The fact that it's blood orange bullshit is fucking close to red. And <laughs> I, I, I actually feel like, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence because when you get into Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff and you meet the Inquisitors and you're like, well, oh, Christ, these are just like Sith, but you, they're like Poundland Sith. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like they're like the Wish version. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Wish version of Sith, but then they, they've got these cool sort of spinning mm. lightsabers and you're like, oh, well, that, that, that looks, you know, quite ominous and stuff. So that feels almost like a separate universe, but it's like, okay, so you're playing on the fact that the red lightsaber is bad. I mean, let's face it, if you go back to New Hope, Vader is a bit of a henchman. You know, he is a badass henchman, but he's not really the big baddie. Like, Tarkin's the big baddie, Mm. and the Death Star itself is the baddie, and it's more about that hero's journey. And then Vader just caught everyone's imagination. It was just like, wow, we've we've got to see more of this guy. And then you get into Empire Strikes Back, and he takes a more prominent role. And I still maintain, he, for me, he, he is the best baddie in all of fiction, you know, in all of, uh, you know, pop culture fiction, at, at least. And it seems like they're just trying to live in the shadow of that you know get that reflected glory of okay well you know it's a blood orange lightsaber oh reminds you of darth vader though doesn't it <laughs> you know? that's what they do with red, red. definitely yeah i mean kind of red was was absolutely just a, a parallel you know a parallel line to uh to vader mm. and you know where they blow up a death star i mean i mean let's face it Force Awakens was basically New Hope reimagined, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, I, I love it. I, I love the movie, but because I love the original, and it just took that, and then it made Ray the central character instead of Luke. But that was it. All the beats were the same, and so um, yeah, the, the, and and that was one of the movies actually. I, I said the 2010s, but actually, you've got me thinking now. It was Force, Force Awakens was earlier than that, wasn't it? Wasn't it that about? No, no, it was 2015. Oh wow, it was eight years ago. It was older than that, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. So it was the 2010s then. Yeah, it was in it was in the middle of the 2010s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I guess I'm intrigued to see where they go. I do think they are trying to get that reflected glory of the Sith, but these are going to be someone else. Like, say, they give you a line which is similar to what we saw in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Um, and I guess it they're sort of doing the Marvel thing, aren't they? Where the villain reflects the hero. Hmm. Right? So in Iron Man, you got the Iron Monger. You know... And then that was 2008, and it just carried on from that. And, and basically, the 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 villain just reflected the kind of powers. You didn't have these obscure powers matched up against the the hero or whatever. So the fact that you've got Ahsoka, who's not a Jedi, which again, Math needs to watch Clone Wars to find out why. But um, you know, well, they aren't Jedi as well. Well, shouldn't they form a gang, or are they like the Judean People's Front? <laughs> where basically they they don't like him, but they're a slightly different faction from what Ahsoka is. So, yeah, 
If the Inquisitors are Poundland Sith, <laughs> then I think these guys are possibly even more budget than that. <laughs> Two for one pound at Poundland. Uh, there is yep. seemingly an Inquisitor. The one penny shop. <laughs> <laughs> Charity shop, 50p. Yeah. Um, there is seemingly an Inquisitor in this uh, trailer as well. Um, it seems to be one called Marok. Um, it seems he may be familiar from another one or not. I couldn't really find a clear answer online. There's theories and stuff. But before you delve into anything further, Maf, what do you think of the antagonists in this? Is that what you're excited for in Ahsoka or is it something else that's more piqued your interest? Something Dave just kind of said there, which mm. uh, this is what excites me. You said that in episode four, um, Vader became kind of the big bad. But really... As you say, Tarkin was the, the main one. He was the guy who was behind it all. And I, I really like that because I, I enjoyed the fact that Tarkin was just, he was just smart. He just, he, he got to where he was by being clever, being the cleverest guy in the room. And then learning a bit more about Thorn, Thorn seems to mirror that. And I wonder whether they're going right. Do you know what? We tried, they tried this. They tried having Tarkin to be the, the big bad and it didn't work. We're going to do it with Thorn. So what we'll do is we'll make him the big bad and kind of do what Tarkin did. And we'll have these, you know, Poundland Siths or whatever they're going to be, uh, which I'm going to ask about that in a, in a minute too. But I do, I, I'm excited to see. And in Rebels, Thorn was great because he he outthought everybody pretty much, and. You know, we said it, he would have won nearly all them battles apart from fluke by the, yeah, by the rest of things that you can't really yeah. predict. You know, he, he had planned all these, either someone disobeying what he's asked him to do or the vendor coming and ripping the crap out of everybody. I'm, I'm interesting because I don't think we've got anyone in the rebel side who's going to be as clever as what Thorne is. No. You know, Hera's, it, you know, was quite clever. She tried to work things out, but I, I think the fact that they're going to have to really out, try out and think him to kind of beat him. Again, you know, how much is Thorn going to be in this as well? Is he going to be very much kind of alluded to? Maybe little flashbacks at times and not maybe till be, maybe that's what they do the last couple of episodes. Thorn's introduced and yeah, maybe that's, if we do see Ezra, that's where we may see him. Maybe he's caught Ezra or something like that, you know, lead on season two. Yeah. Um, it's all good points there, uh, Math. And I want to ask, because you've mentioned Thrawn, because, Megan, we've got bits and pieces of what you think of Rebels. But first of all, is do you share my opinion of Rebels being some of the best Star Wars out there? And also, off the back of that, what do you think of Thrawn? Um, yeah, I think it's probably one of the better series. Um and I like Thrawn because, as Math said, he's really smart. Mm -hmm. He's very, very, very intelligent. He's like always like two steps ahead of the game, and he only gets like fucked over because of the Pergil. And, <laughs> Your I, love favorite. The, and I love the Pergil. So. Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I really like him as a character. I think in live action he kind of looks a bit weird. Mm. Um, he looks kind of different, obviously, to the animation, but. Um, it kind of gives me the same vibes as the Grand Inquisitor. Is that what he's called? Yeah. And how maybe. in live action and cartoon they looked quite a bit different. Um, but I'm interested. Do you want to see... Do you think Thrawn's going to be in Ahsoka very much or not? And do you want him to be? 
Like, how much would you like Thrawn to be used? Do you want him just to be in it from the start, be the main antagonist, or do you want him be more in the background? Like, what you kind of think? Uh, I don't really know, because the fact that he's mentioned a few times in the trailer... And Star Wars Celebration. And at Star Wars Celebration would indicate to me that he's going to be in it quite a lot, but I don't know if that's just a... A draw. Them trying to bamboozle us. (laughs) Um, I don't know whether he's going to be more towards... It might be a case, like, as you guys have said... If Ezra came into the last episode, it might be the case that he comes into, like, the last three episodes, which then would lead up to the fact that we then might get Ezra a glimpse of in the last episode, because it'll be a case of, like, oh, Thrawn's back, where's Ezra? And then, like, trying to, like, pinpoint exactly what's happened, which would then lead to us finding out, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And um, and with Ahsoka, I didn't get your full, uh, thoughts on... What, what do you actually want from the show? Because you said you're not you're not as fussed by the antagonist. Is it the rebels? I don't part? want it to be shit. Oh, like <laughs> obviously, but but I want it to actually be really good. I don't want there to be like like as much as I enjoyed Obi Wan, mm. there was a big hype for it, and it apart from a handful of scenes didn't really live up to the hype. Mm. Um, I want this show to live up to what it could be like Mandalorian I I love I think mm-hmm. it's great and or I think it's great but obviously that's a completely different kind of genre of Star Wars Would you Star rather Wars. it's more like Mando or more like um... I'd rather it's more like Mando I think mm-hmm. but I don't really know kind of like a combination of the two I guess I don't want it to be too like Mando because otherwise it's basically like Boba Fett but the episodes of the Mandalorian that are in Boba <laughs> Fett um, but I think it's going to be more towards like Mando because it's going to have lightsabers, whereas obviously Andor doesn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, there's not as much fantasy in Andor. Yeah, with the space wizards and the Force and all that jazz. Yeah, mm. you do make a good point there. Yeah, Dave, what do you kind of think about? Because we we've kind of touched on Thrawn and the pacing of the show, how the kind of feel will be. Because uh, we're hitting near the hour mark, so we've got a couple more beats to hit. But what do you kind of think of uh, those elements? I I am hoping for more Andor. But I do think it will be more kind of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have to say, you know, when I saw the trailer for the first time, and bearing in mind, we'd already started this journey on, you know, to go back to Rebels and, you know, we we had these different perspectives and Matt was watching it for the first time. And I watched, I'd, I'd already watched, I think, the, the, all the episodes of season four again. So you get the the Ezra you know, sacrifice and the, and the wall scene and everything. And I watched this trailer. I'm like, oh, there's Hera. Oh, there's Sabine. Fucking hell, it's Chopper. I, I just <laughs> like my mind got progressively more blown. And then I was, as excited as I was, I was thinking, motherfucker, Math has just like stumbled into this and just watched it at the absolute perfect time. Whereas when I got to the end of season four, I was like, oh, shit, what what the hell happens? You know, and we don't know what happens to Ezra. We don't know what happens to this fantastic villain, Thrawn. And so, yeah, I just remember, like, my mind being blown at that first time of seeing the the trailer. But I think I am expecting a kind of quest story. So, you know, and again, they're going to have to spend time introducing us to these different characters, making the audience care about them. So I think for for fans of the Rebels show, I think, you know, there might be some redundancy in there because we already know the characters. We already love them. So we're going to have to see that introduction again. But um, no, I think I think they are kind of building it up. And with that said, Megan, I think you made a, a point. 
a little bit earlier about there's just too much of it. There's a weird macro thing that's happening with Disney right now mm-hmm. where I think the they've just announced this week that they're going to put prices up something like 36% on Disney Plus because they're not making any money from it. They're finding out that, oh, actually, this, this thing that Netflix were doing looked really easy, but it's really hard. They're going to put those prices up, but I think they're already losing subscribers and people are just dropping off on the MCU stuff. I mean, let's face it, as as much as a Marvelite I am, uh, you know, Endgame was the peak and everything after that. As, as You've had individual highs, but you don't have that crescendo of building up to something. And I just feel like they're kind of swamping us with uh, with content. And so I think this this is already made, you know, so it will be whatever it will be. But what it will lead on to after... I'm not sure. I think I think Disney are going to have to restructure a little bit. Stock price has taken a massive hit, and I think they're going to have to be a little bit more selective. And uh, you know, I want to see you know Rebels live action after this. Yeah, I, I, w- I want the series obviously to be great, but then that's what I really want. I want to see Chopper. I want to. <laughs> He's your boy. I love him. To be he's fair, so I feel good. the same way when he's in the plane and the in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like R two D two is a he's a little bit mischievous, isn't he? On a on a ten scale, he's maybe a six. Chopper's like a nine. He's just he's <laughs> just eleven. Insane. He is. He's he's just brilliant, and and I love Zeb. I, I do feel like he's underused in uh, Rebels, but I think he's a good character as well, and I I just want to see them in live action more and more, but yeah, I do want to see the the movie. I think the, for me, the problem with the the Obi-Wan series was, it was all looking backwards, right? So we know what the outcome is. We know where Obi-Wan has come from. We know where his story ends. So, yes, there was that amazing scene, you know, where vader's kind of dragging him through and then uh for absolutely no reason at all obi-wan just beats it you know uh so yeah that series had individual moments but that was more about playing on nostalgia whereas with the rebels crew we don't know where these stories end you know so we we kind of feel like well you know if they'd have survived they'd have been in the movies and whatever but maybe not maybe their story is somewhere else and it all depends on the writer ultimately doesn't it so you know i, I i'm excited about that i want to see the series but also i am more than probably anything mcu included i'm intrigued as to where this leads on to hmm. so your your main draw for it is the rebels connection almost more so than ahsoka herself I uh, honestly, I think so. I mean, I, I was kind of, I I do like Ahsoka. I don't love Ahsoka, mm-hmm. but I love the Rebels. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what, I, I should remember his name. What is the paranoid android that I always forget? AP5. Uh, AP5. I want to see him. I want to see that miserable, cynical bastard in yeah, live action. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I they're doing a two episodes to to launch it. Yes, I I think the first two episodes are going to be rebels. I think it's going to be very much Hera. Hopefully, we will see Zeb, but there's been no no showing of him. I know we saw him in Andor, 
mm. briefly. Mm. Uh, but uh, but it was uh, in, mm. he is in the Mandoverse. Oh, yeah. Mando. He's, yeah, he's not Mando. in Andor. He's. I'm hoping he'll be in series two of it because I think it was quite expensive to create that computer generated image. Right. But it was yeah, in Mando series three. I think he'll be in this. I think the first two episodes are going to be very much Rebels kind of get you back into the beat of it all, and then there's got to be something for them inquisitors to kind of be wanting to chase down a circle and Sabine. Like a reason. Yeah, so something, I think in the second episode there'll be something there and then they'll have to go off on their little mission to maybe try and find Ezra and, and all the rest of it. Uh, but I do think the first two episodes are going to be very much kind of okay, the, the film that Dick Lowry is doing, is it going to be a Rebels film? Is that what he's... The, the only thing we know, I think, is it's going to be out in a few years' time, and it's meant to link with all the Mandalorian content. Right. Um, and there has been rumours, and I, I did voice this, I believe it was in a podcast, I think it was recorded, and I think I'm not the only person who thought this, that thought, with Thrawn's going to be in it, heir to the Empire especially because it's mentioned in the trailer and it's the Legends connection. We know that Dave Filoni and a lot of the creators in Star Wars at the moment, including High Republic people, they're all fans of Legends and the place most people started in Legends is the Heir to the Empire trilogy. So it'd make a lot of sense. It would draw a lot of people in if he called the movie Heir to the Empire. But aside from that vague rumour theory and then also knowing it's going to be around the time of the Mandalorian stuff... This could all be tested to see how much people are still invested in Rebels. I myself, I am, but I've just finished watching it. So, yeah, so you, you've, you've, you know. we went through the motions years ago. <laughs> exactly. Even Megan now, did. <laughs> now, the thing is, I'm really excited because I, I really enjoyed that. I want to see more of it. If I'd have watched it five or six years ago, would it spark that still? Who knows? So this may be the way to spark that again. But I think we'll only get one, one and a half episodes of Rebels and then Sabine and... Uh, Ahsoka's going to have to go up and do their training, whatever it is, and that, and then leave the rebels behind. And then, I mean, because we see in the trailer, we see the sister and uh, Muriel, probably part of the father and the brother. Mm. Now, again, is that just flashbacking? And I don't know, but I, I do feel that it's going to be very much rebels. Let's kind of get everybody excited and pumped. And then we're going to do our story about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be something similar to what you say, Math. I, I would my prediction, um, and I think I said this in it might be the podcast with Ben of Star Wars Timeline, which I'll link to, or the Thrawn conversation with uh, Tom and Nathan over at Reckless Rebellion. But I think that it's going to be the first episode is probably going to be quite actiony, sort of maybe modern dayish Ahsoka with some flashbacks, or it's going to be modern for the first episode and then the second part is going to be all the flashbacks to explain how she got there because i don't know about the pacing i don't know if her journey explaining everything she went through in rebels is going to be enough of a draw for people for for the first episode i i you know i don't know like would you want many flashbacks and things like to because some people really want stuff they've seen in animation done in live action and i don't no i want new stuff yeah that's how i feel so we've already shown loads of the same thing Mm -hmm. i want new stuff so you want flashbacks to i want some yeah i want flashbacks so that i can understand where people have got to i'm fine with flashbacks to like the rebels if it links to something that's relevant in the story but i don't want to see the exact same scene that i've already seen Mm -hmm. in a different like just format format of of it yeah Dave? So I just want to throw it out there. I kind of agree with you. And when you say about flashbacks, 
I just think Book of Boba Fett. For God's sake, don't give us that. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, if right. If it's not that, yeah, it's definitely not. Let's not do that. We don't want flashbacks. However, what if we saw that fight with Anakin recreated in li- in live action? Uh, uh, I was just going to watch this. Uh, see, see, I, I no, would want to see that. Uh, yeah, no, I want that. I want that. <laughs> yeah. What is the timeline between that fight and World Booty Worlds? So that's between, well, it's between one and a half to two years between right. the finale of series two of Rebels and the nearish the end of series four of Rebels. And then from there, it's another uh, 10 or so years. Because I suppose they have to kind of explain that. Oh, Ahsoka's going to have to kind of work this out. She's lost two years of her life in a way. She's ripped out of one timeline and inserted into another timeline to a certain degree. Hmm. So maybe they'll have to go back and she's trying to work out what she's missed out on in a couple of years of, you know, not knowing what's been going on, really. Because hmm. like, when she meets her, she's like, you're older, kind of thing. She, she recognises the fact that yeah. he's not the same person that she, she'd just seen many seconds before. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we'll start to uh, wrap up, but there's the kind of final part of my notes, and we'll see if anyone else has anything to add. Um, I'll say that there's more for Hera, there's more content around her for um, in the Star Wars Squadrons video game, um, and also the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. I've not played the Alphabet Squadron, sorry, I've not read the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. Um, I will at some point, she's not the main character, but she is in that, and that's set after episode six. So I mean, the comics, there's comics where we see what she was up to during the Galactic Civil War as well. So we do get a bit of stuff to of her, but with Sabine, with Zeb, uh, with obviously definitely Ezra and Thrawn, um, and Ahsoka really, we don't know what they were really doing around all of that time, uh, the Galactic Civil War and onwards. So there is going to be some gap filling, I'm sure. But Mon Mothma shown uh, in the hologram. I so thought I saw Mon Yes. So I really like Genevieve O'Reilly once again, you know, we're going to see a little bit of what's explained a little bit in the books in Bloodline by Claudia Gray is part of it and to a degree Aftermath trilogy but mainly Bloodline is of the we saw it in Mando Series 3 where it's kind of the New Republic getting a bit too comfy starting to demilitarize, and then that's how the First Order could kind of rise into that so the last kind of things I'll say before we give our kind of final thoughts and etc is with this big bad with the antagonist that we've all discussed the Blood Orange boys uh, they're not both boys as far as I can tell but it's <laughs> not going to quite ring but um they're not quite Siths. They are they going to be controlled by Thrawn? Is there going to be another big bad? Like what? What do we actually story wise? We said what we kind of want in it to a degree, but what do we actually want the story to tell? Do we want it to be about the Resistance being born and the First Order hiding away? Do we want it to be you know a copy of what's in Legends to a degree of just another big battle with Thrawn of the Imperial Remnant, or do we want it to be no? We want Ahsoka to grow and learn and do her own thing and have her own trajectory that's not as connected to the rest of the Mandoverse. Like, what do you want story-wise, narrative? Where do you want this to go uh, as a series? Do you have any thoughts on that, Megan? I want it to be predominantly based on Ahsoka. I don't want it to be then based mostly on Sabine. Mm -hmm. Like, because in the trailer, it it focuses quite a lot on Sabine. Mm -hmm. Um, I want it to be Ahsoka-focused. Mm-hmm. 
but otherwise I don't really know what I want from it. I do wonder if the trailer is kind of just showing us what we're going to see in the first couple episodes. Mm. Maybe the Blood Orange guys are going <laughs> to chase them down um, throughout the series. But I wonder if the Sabine I stuff is like just I feel like they're just going to be hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you uh, both think? If I go to um, Matthew first, of what do you think this is narratively? Where does, think, do you think this is going to go, actually? I think it is a, it, it, it's risking to because they're not going to come out and bring a show out called Sabine. It wouldn't have that punch whereas Ahsoka has. Now, I think she's going to be mirroring, she's going to be with Ahsoka at all points. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we said, you know, I said about Thorne, the reason that he failed was because of things out of his control. But the other thing that his downfall is, I think he's a little bit too overconfident in himself. Mm-hmm. Now, as he's really, really annoyed and pissed off the fact that, you know, Sabine were part of the Rebels and He's aware of her, so he sends the, you know, the blue orange boys out. To, that's what we're going to get called now. Um, <laughs> out together, so Soka maybe has to kind of defend her and train her that way. Maybe, maybe that's why it ties into the master. I want to see Thorn, but I don't want to see too much of him, and because I think it will spoil it. Because if he's there all the time, I think he would outsmart everybody, and it'd be over too quickly. So you want it to be so, about Ahsoka more so, about her yeah, journey I, through the I universe. Want, I want Ahsoka being, having to try to keep herself a few steps ahead of, of everybody that's chasing them, for whatever the reason is. It, again, th- this is the thing, we don't know what that character is, we don't know what that reason is that they're both kind of teaming up together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, yes, I, I, I want it to be about... Uh, the thing is, I know you're going to say... It's all in Clone Wars. That's where you get a backstory, and that. But uh, I, I want to know more about Ahsoka, and that this might spoil Clone Wars a little bit for me. I do, I do, I am prepared for that. Well, a spoiler alert: she survives. Sixty-six. <laughs> I know, just, just so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. It's, it's prequel syndrome, to yeah. be honest. But that's what Ahsoka doesn't have for any of us. Yeah. You know, and you hear a voice in the Rise of Skywalker, so it's like. She doesn't show up in the sequel trilogy, so it's like is, she could actually die in her own series. Who knows? There is one thing that will really sell it and just probably make it perfect for me, and that again, from looking at the list and from what I've heard, that um, Hayden Christian's going to be in it in some form, whether it's Vader, whether it's Anakin, don't know. I would love it if we get Kanan and that a Force Ghost of some form or a flashback or something for her. Her number one desire. That's the thing I want more than anything. I would even take... Season just, two, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd even take a picture, just a picture of of him. Mm. And that, you know, Hera just shows us on, look, this is your dad, kind of thing. Something like that. Just something just to recognise him. Again, it, it's only been a few weeks since I lost him myself. <laughs> and that, but it, it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it never goes away, unfortunately. And you watch yeah. it again, you watch Rebels again. It's like, well, it hurts I, even I, more. I, I, I've, I've watched it a few times and it's just like, why, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> and that, but, but yeah, that, if there's something that I hope that they do do, that I would love that. But yeah, it, it, why I liked Rebels was the, the journey that we went on with Vesra. If they can do that with Ahsoka and, and, and Sabine as well, then, you know, I'll have several seasons of this. Amazing. And so, uh, Dave, what do you kind of want narratively and any comments on... Uh, if What do you want narratively and also do you have any kind of favourite picks of people you'd want to kind of pop up in it? 
So I think the first thing I'd say is I, I love the Blood Orange Boys. Uh, <laughs> it sort of gives me a, a, a feeling of this East End group. They're like, we're going to fuck up some shit with the fucking Blood Orange Boys we are. Uh, we don't know if there's any two of them country, or not, as well. There might only be two, but we don't know if there's just the two of them. Yeah. The trailer only shows two. There could be local. There's a girl and a guy. Yeah. yeah. The Blood Orange Bunch. Well, it doesn't really blood, work. Yeah, the on blood Orange Bunch. Hardly any, any level, but uh, still like it. Um, I kind of feel like they might be a little bit of a, a Blood Orange herring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they could be in the series. They they could be the apparent main antagonist. But, you know, like like the MCU, you know, we had these individual movies where you had a villain, but then it all built up and Thanos was the real villain, you know, pulling all the strings and everything. I wonder if Thrawn is going to appear more at the end and he's pulling the strings and whatever. I would love to see, you know, something come back to that slaughter of the younglings where, you know, there was some, we, we saw Grogu survived Order 66, but maybe in that room when there was all that slaughter, maybe one or two of the younglings kind of managed to sneak off down a little side trap or, or something like that. And, and you know, but, but see them, the horrors that they saw, they're, they're never going to be the same again and, and live this kind of nomadic That's life. That's a great thought, actually. That's a really, yeah. especially the the, um, the woman Shin Hattie, or Hattie. Mm-hmm. Like she seems, the actress seems to be young enough that could have mm. been a survivor because it's about thirty odd years prior. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. I hadn't thought of actually. I, I I would like something like that, but but also obviously I I do want it to be about Ahsoka. I do think we we are going to get this entourage thing as well with all these characters that we love. But with what we've seen with Thrawn, and given that we we need to introduce audiences, live action audiences, to this character. I kind of feel like she has to win. Ahsoka has to win the battle. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see enough from Thrawn to realize, okay, he's got something coming up as well. Because I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, he's got to play a major role in setting up the new order. Mm-hmm. And everything we saw in Rebels and stuff, it was like, okay, I've lost. But that taught me something. So it's not all completely for waste and, you know, okay, several stormtroopers died, but who cares about that? <laughs> this taught me something about my enemy, which is going to help me in my next battle. So I, I like that kind of chess playing aspect to his character. And that's what I, I hope that they portray in this. The Blood Orange Bunch or the Blood Orange <laughs> Boys being the distraction yeah. for Ahsoka while Thrawn does something else nefarious across the galaxy. That's yeah. very- can, I, can I ask? Right, what? again, timeline is obviously I'm a bit all over it. When Anakin kills the young ones, yeah, is that would that be after then Clone Wars? That would be after Clone yeah. Wars, yeah. Yes, yeah. the so end of the Clone Wars. Is right that that act when he when him and Spoilers. Uh, Mace when Mace Windu goes again no, when Grievous dies. Yeah. And that's that's the basically the end of the Clone Wars. That's when it's essentially all the generals are gone. And then Anakin goes to Mustafar, kills the uh, the Nemoidian, uh, the Moidians, and uh, what Tambor, and like a lot of the separatist leaders on Mustafar. When he does that, he looks out into the lava, and his eyes are red. That's every person on the separatist gone. So that's basically the end. And when Palpatine 
turns the Republic into the Galactic Empire. That's his kind of first act to kind of really close the book on the Clone Wars. Right. So something Dave just said, which is fantastic. Um, now, if Shin did get away, she would have been aware of Anakin, so she'd have been aware of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. If she then goes to Balin and kind of says, Anakin's just killed all the other kids and that, and then they take the next, you know, 20, 30 years training Shino to then, well, Anakin's not really around anymore, so who's the next person? Ahsoka was close to Anakin, mm-hmm. so it's a revenge for Ahsoka. So like like Dave says, one of these younglings got away and now it's just a big revenge plot to kind of try to get back at Anakin. That's... You know, some something that's not occurred to me up until right now in this conversation, but why would you even say that, right? Why would you even say, we're no Jedi? It's almost like a, a retort to someone who thinks you might be a Jedi. Mm. Mm. So maybe, yeah, maybe they, they are walking more the middle line than, you know, the straight up baddies. Mm. Yeah. That's why their lightsabers quite aren't quite red. Yeah, they're quite <laughs> yeah ascended to that point. Yeah. Red, red, red light, red light. Yeah. Um, well, so well, last question, which is just Anakin Skywalker. Do you want him in it very much? Uh, no. Do you want any flashbacks? Do you want? I want. Ghost? So okay. <laughs> so I said I didn't want flashbacks, and I don't want to see the same stuff that I've already seen. But once Dave made that point, I do want to see that battle. Um, I also would like to see snippets of them like training together i think that would be nice like in kenobi that was a real like like yeah like in kenobi where you had scenes of obi-wan and anakin training together as long as it is relevant to what the plot is Mm -hmm. i would like to see tiny little snippets of them training together um because like yeah i don't know if anakin is in it it would be smart if she had a flashback and it was a lesson that he'd taught her and then she used that mm-hmm. against him within some sort of context, I think would be quite smart. Yeah. That's a good shout. And do you want is there anyone else you wanna you want to sharpen Ahsoka that we haven't mentioned already? Obviously mentioned Zeb, we mentioned um some of the Rebels characters and things. Is there anyone that you'd and Mon Mothma, is there anyone you'd want to show up or I'm 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 like yeah. math, I don't remember the timelines. What yeah. I don't want to happen is if it is in the right timeline, I don't want I don't want Grogu to, mm-hmm. to be in it. Okay. As much as I love him, I want this to be about Ahsoka. I mm. don't want the cute factor of like, oh, yeah, baby Yoda is in it again. Because they've already met. Obviously, well, yeah, they've so. met each other a couple of times. Like, they've done training together. They know each other. But I ideally wouldn't want to see that happen in Ahsoka. I want it to be faced, like, focused on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, and then, Dave, you didn't touch... I heard about Matthew's thoughts on Anakin. What about you with Anakin? And is there anyone else you want to to see as a cameo apart from Kanan and the ones we've already mentioned? Kanan, I, I think that's the season two thing. Yes. And I, I would love, as much as everyone, I, I would love to see him as a Force ghost or, or something. I, and I kind of... I don't just want to hear him. I, I kind of want to see him as well. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, as we were talking then, I want to see a real touching, kind of nurturing coaching scene with Anakin teaching Ahsoka something really uh, profound 
and and really shaping her character in a positive way and really giving us that kind of that feeling of conflict where we're like but it's fucking Darth Vader. He's a space <laughs> Nazi. <laughs> How can he be doing this? You know, mm-hmm. and and her being conflicted because she knows that she took this these great lessons from this mentor who ends up being space Hitler. I, I just <laughs> and and seeing her wrestle with that, I, I I would love to see that. My my number one thing I think for this series is what I thought they were going to do in Book of Boba Fett, um, which is. I want to know when Ahsoka finds out that um, Luke turned Vader back to the light at the end and that Vader slash Anakin was pivotal in the rebellion defeating the Empire. Like, I want to see her have that interaction, be it with Luke or someone else, just that realisation that although she couldn't turn him back, that someone else did. Like, I I want that bit of closure to kind of finish that off. Mm. And then she could even say, I fought him when he was like that, I thought he couldn't come back. And then finding out he could, and that will link it to Rebels. You know, I think that would be a cool thing without having to show it necessarily. I, that's Or even mm. if a discussion happens about Vader, we see like a live action just because the actual battle between Ahsoka and Vader only lasts like a minute or two, but because of where it's cut in the show, it feels like it's quite long. So you could easily just do like the second half of that, for example, just her standing there and him there with his mask off and it flashes back and her talking about you know, that kind of stuff. I'd like that. But well, I like that. I mean, that that's like, you could show her really coming to terms with the fact that he is, he, he's unrecognizable, mm-hmm. you know, so that coach and mentors, he's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, but someone drops it on her. Yeah. That, like, well, actually without him, you know, the, the rebellion would have failed. Mm-hmm. And to know that he came back right at the end there, that that would be amazing. Mm, I, I think so too. Um, so we've been chatting now for nearly an hour and a half. So I think it's a perfect time to uh, wrap up. So I'll ask each of you final thoughts and then plugs. So Megan, is there anything else you want to add about Ahsoka, about anything at all? Okay, last question for just you then. Mm. Of Clone Wars and Rebels, what do you prefer? <sighs> And try and build up Rebels a little, Clone Wars a little bit for math because it sounds like we've shat on it a lot. No, I, I really, re- <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Clone Wars. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, Just not the movie. No, the movie's crap. But like, <laughs> as 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 it's already been said, like, and this isn't a spoiler, it adds so much more to the prequels. It gives you a much clearer picture on what happens to Anakin and why. And like, there's much more stuff behind the scenes that you're not aware of that goes on in the films. So I really write, I, I really like that aspect of the Clone Wars. Um, and then Rebels obviously is really good as well. Uh, I think Clone Wars personally, because of that. Mm, which is um, fair. But a obviously there's just, so. there's just a lot of filler. There's just way, there's way more episodes. Um, but I think it's really good. If you cut out, I think 20-ish percent of Clone Wars. It would be better than Rebels, I think. Mm, I also like the animation a bit more in in Clone Wars than I do Rebels. Especially in the later Clone Wars. Series 3-ish onwards, after the War to War arc, once that happens, the animation gets so much better. The first few episodes (laughs) is like, ooh. And then Rebels also changes slightly. I remember when we watched Clone Wars and we went on to Rebels, I found the Rebels animation really, like... Jarring. Jarring. (laughs) A lot of people find that. A lot of people find that. Amazing. So, uh, Dave, is there anything else you want to add about Ahsoka or anything we've just mentioned as we wrap up? No, I'm I, so pumped for this series, but 
it does make me want to go back and what back and watch Clone Wars again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Have- I know what you say about <laughs> Rebels, and and you're absolutely right. Rebels is more consistent, but I think Clone Wars just sits a bit closer to the main line of mm-hmm. Star Wars. You know, whereas Rebels is a bit more off to the side, and it mm-hmm. it helps you understand again, like. Luke just comes in in New Hope and steals all the glory, doesn't he? <laughs> shits everyone. Shits and everyone. Of course, I could hear. Uh, I used to hit want rats with my T sixteen back home. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think no, just really pumped to see where it goes. I'm not going to analyze. Well, talk for an hour and a half, but not going to analyze it too much. You know, to say, oh, I wish it would be this. I wish it would be that. I'm just really excited to see what they do and and just so pumped to see all some of my favorite characters. Like I say, Chopper more than anyone. <laughs> uh, you know, just Hashtag Chopper Nation. Him. I just want to see him causing mischief, you know, and just being a little bastard, you know, to, to everyone. Um, yeah, so yeah, really pumped. Exciting stuff. And Math, final thoughts from you before we do plugs and stuff for Ahsoka. Uh, between Clone Wars and Rebels, of what I've seen, I think I prefer Rebels. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean that that might change. Maybe from from what I've heard, Rebels might be a bit better because it's more compact. There's only four seasons, where there's eight seasons, um, so maybe that's you know, like you've said, there's a lot of filler. Um, but uh, but the show, just just like Megan said, don't be shit. Just don't be shit. You know, I mean, it's nice to have Easter eggs. It's nice to have callbacks, but don't don't rely on that. You know, give us some some good, some new. That's what we want to see, and that in this universe, and that you know, we can move away from the the Skywalker people now. We can you know go on our own way now. I mean, we've got eight episodes to come, so hopefully, you know, it's going to be good. Hopefully, they do a season two, maybe more. Uh, but I'm just I'm just excited I can't wait fantastic oh I realised there was a question right at the very end Ben's oh my god so we, mad we, we... Ben Daddy L Mike Ben's Come on. so I'm mad tired. I know I was literally wrapping this up and this room is so ultra I'm absolutely warm. Oh, mine is as well it is hot tonight yeah. isn't it yeah. it's, it's one of those things yeah I'm really sorry Ben this will be the final thing that we speak about do you think the next full format animated series should focus on the Clone Wars, Galactic Wars, or move on to a completely new timeline and location? Speed round. Megan, animated show in any part of Star Wars, where do you have it? I think it should follow on from something. I don't think it should be completely brand new for an animation. Right, I see. So maybe the sequel trilogy. Yeah, kind of. I, I don't... It doesn't necessarily have to be a sequel trilogy. It could be like something that's linked to something else, but I don't think it should be brand new content in a different thing. So I don't think it'd get as many viewers mm-hmm. interesting dave your thoughts i'm going to take a, a slightly different tack so i'm going to say you know we are recording this when the writer's strike is on mm-hmm. and i want to say disney netflix warner brothers all of you just pay your fucking creators mm-hmm. like the the ratio of billionaires to creators you know the way it has escalated in the last few years is ridiculous so pay your fucking creators. We know that the previous model was based on bums on seats in cinemas. We know that that's changed. 
and you're enjoying all the dollars from that, right? So pay your fucking creators and you'll get better content. Uh, I don't know what my point was beyond that. So what was the question? Animated. If if there's a next animated show, where would you want it set? Or to do with what? I, I want this to be its own story. Hmm. So stop giving us the nostalgia. I was saying that in the 2010s, they seemed to stumble on this formula where it was like, okay, so like Force Awakens was the biggest example of that, where it was like, okay, we're going to give you this new thing and it's got new special effects and it kind of feels modern and the pacing is different, right? If I, if I try and show my kids like New Hope, they're bored because <laughs> nothing happens for ages. But to me, it does because I'm used to it. But it was a modern pacing. So things happen quicker. But it was all nostalgic. It was basically telling the same story. But let creators tell us different stories. Let them explore that kind of new universe. And of course, you've got to keep consistent with what happened before. But, you know, give them a bit of freedom. And I think definitely ease the gas on the the content as well. Because when... When it was the movies, it was an event. It was a special event that everyone looked forward to. And now with flooding us with content, because you're trying to squeeze the, you know, you're trying to increase engagement, you're trying to increase subscriber numbers, you're losing it. So for me, there's a there's a creative thing there, but there's the people with the money who, to be fair... We wouldn't have this content if people weren't paying for it. So, you know, there is a, what is it, uh, Obi-Wan says, a symbiotic relationship there, right? <laughs> and it's just become out of balance, hmm. and we need to restore balance. So there we go. Amazing. That's my thoughts. And Math, in brief, what would you, if animated show set in any era, what would it be? Um, I would like them to do something separate. Take someone like Claudia Gray, someone like that, who was already writing Star Wars, get them to write it for you. Get them to tell you a story. Do it that way. If you want to tie it in, that's fine. But make it its own thing and get the people who are already writing Star Wars and doing it for a living, get them to do it. So they know what they're doing already. Especially if it's animated. Hmm. It's, it, you're limited with film, I get that. But with it animated, you can, you know, the artist can, can kind of produce it on the screen. Do that. Get them stories that are outlining the comics and the books and do it right. Fantastic. Very well put. And I'd want one in the High Republic and not a really uh, young kid's one. That would be my choice. Wonderful. We'll do our plugs. Well, Megan, you are involved in about 1,000 things, so we're going to be here all night getting over all your social media. So let's start with you then. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me on all of my different podcasting pages, um, <laughs> which are non-existent. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Grits Gets Fit. I'm not going to spell it out for you. Mike always tries to make me do it. You can go and have a little looky look in the, was it the, just the description or notes or whatever notes. you call them. Whatever. Yeah, go look there. Not that I post that much on Instagram. So 
Yep. Sometimes and I do, sometimes I don't. It's like a special little treat. It is. Special occasion when you post on there. <laughs> um, and you can also find her on our Patreon. Ah, uh, yeah, Patreon. So patreon.com slash genuine chit chat, or you can give a one-off donation to coffee.com slash genuine chit chat, and you get access to Afterthoughts. We've reviewed Star Wars movies and lots of non-Star Wars content. It's very little Star Wars content, to be honest, apart from my Star Wars Legends book reviews that I put on there. We've got a lot of cool things coming up. We've done Barbieheimer, uh, so... A lot of fun there, uh, so please check that out if you. Yeah, could. mostly Mike just showing me films that I don't really like that much. Some of them you do. Most Some of them the, the most common description. Most of like Barbie, surely. I did. I did like Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> most. I'll go. A spoiler alert. Most of my descriptions are. It was all right. Seven out of ten. Yeah, Six and a half right. or seven yeah. out of ten. It was all right. Like didn't mind. I watched it. Probably won't watch it again. That's, that's all. <laughs> That's pretty much all of them, apart from the odd one where it's like a gem, and it's either like odd one that's it. a gem that's like Thor Ragnarok, what, ten out of ten, or but Spider-Man what I love 3. about it, what I love about it, your afterthoughts is it always starts off like or either you know yeah it was all right or yeah it was really good or or something like very generic, but then you do manage to with a bit of prompting like all the thoughts out after so <laughs> yeah. You like should really sign up for the Patreon just so you can hear him call people peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. The Oppenheimer fantastic. review. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We always call people season. peasants. <laughs> Yeah, it's good fun uh, but you could find me at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter and on Facebook and also on TikTok on TikTok there's quite a few puppy videos on there at the moment um, but yeah uh, Star Wars content it's coming out my ears I guess it's on Star Wars Timeline with Ben talking about Ahsoka throughout all of everything uh, in incredible detail over like two and a half hours I think it was maybe or up to two hours um, I've been on the Reckless Rebellion podcast as I mentioned earlier we t- spoke about Thrawn so I'll put links to both of those in the description obviously we've done four episodes of Rebels Reviewed we are planning on doing a Clone Wars watch as well after Ahsoka and stuff going to have a break of that but we are going to be doing an Ahsoka discussion show that's going to be weekly uh, and I imagine I'll be able to drag Megan on at least one of them and then Dave and math will almost definitely be on episodes as well and um yeah if you go to my youtube channel there's playlists all my star wars stuff uh videos to lots of things including this conversation rebels reviewed all kinds of great stuff and coming up we've got disney discussions number eight i think to be recorded uh and lots which we're recording in a few days Mm. and we've got lots of other great stuff coming out but thank you always uh, for supporting my stuff and so we move on to Let's do math next, because Dave has almost as much stuff going on as I do. So, math, where can people find you? And what have you been up to recently? Um, I'm on Twitter. Oh, sorry, X now. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. How long that'll last, I don't know. But uh, on, I'm MathUK78. And that uh, I will be appearing on a couple of shows. Uh, one with Spider-Dan and Secret Wars. The Secret Boss, even. Um that we discussed top five uh, doctors, surgeons. Oh, it's bad medical thing. professionals, isn't it? Yeah. Um, someone someone made a very long list and sent it into him, didn't they, Dave? Um, <laughs> and that's so. I, I can't, it, honestly, I can't keep up with Discord, but occasionally, like, <laughs> it'll catch my imagination. I saw, a, a, I saw that question and I was like, ah, let me think about that. I mean, the first thing I think of is Kenneth Williams in carry on matron uh but then yeah i i just yeah that caught my imagination that one <laughs> i mean i won't spoil it but dan very rarely vetoes a, a, a choice mm-hmm. and he does with one of mine so oh, oh nice very <laughs> nice he had to do because of something that you'd pick mike oh. so um and also i'm going to be appearing on back to the filmography mm-hmm. um in 
that'll be in September as well, I think. Um, reviewing the Jason Statham film 13, mm-hmm. which no one else wanted. So. So it's the best in his catalogue, that's why it's so good that people mm. just... Well, we'll put it this way, there's one slightly better or worse, is is it Name of the King? Um, in the Name of the King, yeah. Yeah, King, that's got the, the worst score. <laughs> this Name of the King beats you by a couple percent. Oh, I see. And that. But nice. Otherwise, not is another thing. And that, so we'll see. Wonderful. But, yeah, that's my things. Absolutely stellar. I can't wait to listen to uh, both of those when they come out. Dave, the podfather of Comics in Motion and Chris and Dave's reality cast, tell people <laughs> what you've got going on and I'll put it all in the description. <laughs> well, I always think, well, yeah, I've not really got much going on at the minute. And then I was thinking, well, actually, no. Obviously, we've got the VHS Strikes Back, which we, we put out every week. Uh, Office Space is the latest published podcast. Uh, we do have... I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, it's one of Chris's picks coming next, which is horrendous. Um, <laughs> and then also, so Love Island has finished. Uh, Megan watched, watched it. I watched it. She this watched year. all yeah. of this, the, and I've caught parts of it as well. Well, I hope you were listening to your favourite companion podcast to <laughs> take you along on that journey. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I, yeah, that that is a slog. Uh, we have been doing so many months because we did Winter Love Island. We did Australian Love Island, and then we were into this Love Island, and it's like, holy fucking shit. Too much MCU content, but you can watch the Love Island per season of Love Island is more hours of content than a year of MCU. Oh, my God, it's like (laughs) six days a week, and it's a a solid hour. So it is a fair old commitment. So... For years, we we've kind of we've done a daily podcast. We we joke that we say, yeah, this season we are not doing a daily podcast, and we always end up doing a daily podcast. <laughs> we always end up stealing some time at like seven o'clock in the morning or something, or seven o'clock at night, or we'll end up stealing some time somewhere. Uh, but this time we kind of spread it out a bit. We were doing like two or three episodes in in one podcast episode. Um, so it was a bit more manageable. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what we'll do next. We did release a Patreon episode. We covered the family Stallone, which was Sylvester Stallone. Uh, you know, it's a bit like the Cardassians, I guess. You know, he's, he's sort of introducing us to his family. Uh, but of course, you know, we did Rebels Reviewed. Uh, recently, we did Mandatory Music and CD. Mm. So we covered uh, a Marillion album which was uh, interesting with Matt B. Lloyd, so came on to join us. And Matt Byrne wants to do uh, Iron Maiden's 1982 album, Number of the Beast. Uh, So we we haven't recorded that one yet, but lots of stuff going on, which is contradictory to my brain, which says, nah, you've not got uh, much going on. We we should probably do some more projects, some more (laughs) podcast projects, you know? (laughs) Maybe those (laughs) long-awaited Comics in Motion episodes, the TV and movies. You know, it's got to a point now where... It's got to a point now where... Fucking Chris with his hit monkey. (laughs) I I need to wind him up about that, actually, uh, again. Um, Comics in Motion, yeah. I mean, honestly, I I talked about, you know, the Star Wars content, uh, the MCU content, it got to be too much and it kind of ended up for us and it just dropped off a cliff and it kind of coincided with Endgame as well, where it was this massive crescendo where everyone was invested for so long 
and then it was like a lull. And so we, we need to figure out, I mean, because of VHS Strikes Back, because of uh, reality taking up six out of seven days a week, uh, <laughs> we, we just haven't found time for that. But I still want to do it. Mm. But I, 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 There's like, um, there's a middle ground, I think, between VHS Strikes Back and Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews, which is like, uh, th- there was a an eighties or was it nineties movie called Doctor Mordred, I think it was, and it was like this really shit Doctor Strange ripoff, and like you could tell the whole script was written to be Doctor Strange, but they they didn't get the the rights for it, <laughs> so this low budget fantasy kind of thing was uh, was born. Uh, so so we might we might resurrect it but do more kind of obscure stuff rather than try and do like the latest mcu content and stuff because there's so many youtube channels and stuff that do a great job and there's like there's this little tiny inscription in the corner of fucking ms marvel or something and that ties back to this thing that happened 20 years ago or it, it is way more than uh, Chris and I will ever get into. But yeah, <laughs> we do need to re- need to resurrect it, but I think we need to reimagine it as well. Hmm. I just, I'm just, ty- I just really want to hear Chris's opinions on Eternals, just like I want Megan to give us her opinion on it uh, again. Maybe that should it should be again. Megan and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, 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 Chris in a podcast called me his spirit animal. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that was Spider-Man yeah. one too. <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean I, I I heard the Spider-Man thing and I was like, can we just put that on because <laughs> it's definitely like it's channeling Chris. But you know what? I think Eternals gets a badder rap than it actually is. I, I don't it's actually think long. it's that bad. It's it is long. long, but to me, it felt like a, a DC movie. And I was like, well, if Warner Brothers like DC movies, <laughs> no, but exactly, but. If Warner Brothers put this out, hmm. everyone would be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Maybe. You know, Aquaman made a billion dollars. It was all right. Hmm. You know, but I think that when you set the bar, you set an expectation. And Eternals was definitely below that. But, like, you know, some of the other shit that's out there, it wasn't as bad as that. So Eternals, so- without getting into it, it's- too many characters for them to kind of cover in one film, yeah, and that's that's where it fell down. Um, and that's, that's why I say it's like, angry talking I'm so about so angry about Thor: Love Eternals. and Thunder. Thor: Ragnarok is like my favourite film. I was fuming about Love and Thunder. Yeah, so angry. Yeah, that that would be good for for Krista. <laughs> well, there we go. Sorted. We'll figure we'll figure something else off camera of <laughs> of something like that. Um, but we will wrap up here because the tale of that ended up becoming an MCU discussion as opposed to a yeah, Star sorry. Wars one. No, that's fine. It's on me. I prompted it. It's on me, and I'm the host, so I I did that. But uh, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will be doing a Soka shows as I mentioned. So tune in for that. Subscribe on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to Comics and Motion. Subscribe everywhere. To VHS Strikes Back. Everything we do, and follow me on Instagram. But friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Ben, thank you so much for the question. And may the force be with you. And with you.